Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Hey everyone, welcome to Fat Mascara. Wow, I mean, what an episode today. Jen. Yes, Jess. Hi, welcome to our beauty podcast. It's interview day. Okay. So social media, pros and cons, pros and cons, right? But the pro is sometimes you find your people. It's like the reason that there is chat. Like this is going back to the chat room days of it all. Like you didn't (laughs) connect with people that were right there in front of you. You could find... Your tribe online, right? One member of the Fat Mascara fam, and I can say this, he's going to be our new favorite member. We love all of you, each and every one of you. But Dr. Angelo Landrasina is definitely part of the fam. And you may know him as Dermangelo. That is his handle on TikTok and Instagram. You may also know him as the Derm Daddy. That's right. I like that name, Derm Daddy. Derm Daddy. He's given daddy vibes. He's the best. <laughs> so we met via like online and it was just like, oh, you get me, I get you. It's like, a, this is my people. And of course we had to have him on the podcast to talk about what people are doing online with their skincare content and how crazy that is. But also retinol, acne, the best products of the year. And he's a fragrance guy. So we get into fragrance at the end too. So I hope that you will welcome him to the fam the way that Jess and I have. This is Dr. Angelo Landrasina. And oh, just for a little bit of background, yes, he has a medical degree from Albert Einstein College of Medicine of Yeshiva University. He's a dermatologist based here in New York City. And yeah, let's just get into it.
Dr. Landrasina. I can't even call you that. You're Dermangelo. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And you can call me Dermangelo. That's fine. I mean, do your patients call you Dermangelo? I don't think so. Sometimes. I've had people come to the, the reception desk and be like, I'm here to see Dermangelo, or like, I'm here for my appointment <laughs> with Derm Daddy. They, they get into it. No, good. We want them to be comfortable and open up, just like you are now that you're on Fat Mascara. Everybody, we already obsessed about our parasocial relationship with each other. So just so you know, you are being let in on our first like re IRL meeting, even though we've been following each other for, I guess, as long as the pandemic for me. How about you? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Early on in the pandemic, at a certain point, I was like, oh, I should do a podcast about skincare. And I was like, let me just like do my research and see what's out there. Obviously, no podcast came out of that, but I definitely did latch on to y'all. I was like, oh, these are my people. And I just kept listening. Mutual admiration, but you did make some other content, which we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, for people who don't know who you are, you're Angela Landrasina, mm -hmm. the doctor. Why did you go to medical school? What drew you to being a doctor? You know what? It's always, it's like funny to me to compare my path to other dermatologists, because usually the normal path that you do is you say, hey, I want to be a doctor, I want to go to medical school, and then you kind of find your specialty while you're there. You might have a few things in mind, and then you choose out of them. Or in the case of a lot of dermatologists, you know, derm wasn't even on their radar, but then they take a board exam, get a really high score, and they're like, ooh, what can I do now that I'm at the top of my class? For me, I was a really weird teenager and I decided I wanted to be a dermatologist. I always say I never wanted to be a doctor. I only wanted to be a derm. And I had my sights set on that for many years. And fortunately, yeah. it worked out for me. <laughs> and here, wow, here you are. Okay. So it, when you finally got to, you got through medical school, you got through your residency, you got, and you're seeing patients. Well, I guess you see them in your residency. What surprised you the most about being a dermatologist? There's so many surprises, but I think in a lot of ways, just realizing what people were doing in their everyday lives for their skin, for personal hygiene, I think that there's so many things that we just don't discuss with each other or that you don't get a, a manual of how to care for your skin. So certain advice that we give, like, oh, you know, you should only be showering, like, once a day, no more than that. Occasionally, I'll get a patient who's like, wait, like, I shower five times a day. What are you talking about? Quite often, those people's skin is dry as hell. People are out here showering five times a day? Sometimes, yeah. I find that some people, especially if they, they have trouble, like, dealing with warmer weather in the summer months, they might be Okay, if you're sweating, if you have, like, yeah. hyperhydrosis. Okay, yeah, okay, sorry. I shouldn't, I'm not judging. That was just surprise, because sometimes I don't even shower every day. You know, that's not necessarily bad for you. But yeah, it's it was little <laughs> things like that or, you know, people not realizing that if they're given a treatment that they have to like keep up with it or that they don't realize that some skin conditions are chronic conditions that even if we clear it once, you're still living with it. I think that people don't really consider their dermatologic conditions to be health conditions because... Mm. Unlike something like, let's say, heart disease, liver disease, you know to go to the doctor for that versus for many people, their first experience with skin disease is having acne as a teenager and that's treated as something that everybody has something to say about and that isn't that serious, but it can be. So I think by the time that people get to a dermatologist, a lot of the time they've heard a bunch of advice, tried a bunch of stuff, and they're already at their wit's end. It's so true. If you had, like, a heart condition, you're not going to go online and look for help and, like, an over-the-counter product and then ask all your friends. But, like, acne is as much a chronic disease for some people, or psoriasis, or eczema, whatever it is. But yet, we feel very comfortable going online to look for that information. Why do you think that is? I think part of it has to do with the 
fact that not everybody is thinking about taking care of their heart every day, but we all, in some ways, take care of yeah. our skin. We see it. We interact with it. Also, the rest of the integument, our hair, our nails. So I think in some ways, it's treated as something that's a little bit more pedestrian in a way. Everybody has like an experience with it, and it's a normal thing. Yeah. I also think that sometimes the vast array of consumer products that there are out there, all of those options being there help to sort of blur the line between medicine and beauty in a way. And I think that's one of the things that makes the skin unique and makes my job really interesting too. Yeah. So you're you were practicing dermatologist, but you also make content for the interwebs, clearly, yes. Dermangelo, the Derm Daddy. I have to ask you, what got you into that part of it? Because not every doctor is out here giving away free advice to the masses. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's interesting that I still sometimes get a little bit of judgment from others in my field because they think, oh, this is something we shouldn't be involved in. There's so much misinformation out there. But I really feel like you need to meet people where they're at. And they are on social media, that's for sure. The way that it initially started for me was back when I was a dermatology resident, I noticed that people's relationship with the internet and medical information was changing. So prior to that point, the uh, classic knowledge that we would pass on to all patients is like, don't Google your diagnosis because it's going to be some webpage telling you that you have cancer and you're going to die. And that's not always true. So I think the nature of the internet changed a little bit. And I had one patient encounter that really clued me into that. It was a, a teenage patient who came to me with a condition known as uh, pityriasis rosea. It's not uncommon. It is a rash that typically covers most of the trunk. And while it's not dangerous, it can be like really impressive and scary. But this 14, 15 year old patient asked me, hey, is this what I have? I looked into it and she was correct. So I was like, oh, okay, this isn't all bad. Because clearly, if you're tech savvy, and you know, you really do your research, you could be correct. So I said, how can I as a doctor, help prepare people with the correct information because there is so much noise out there and really help them get to the right answers. And so I started actually writing a blog, which sounds really vintage at this point, <laughs> but from the- <laughs> A blog, it does, it does feel quaint now, doesn't it? Right? And then from there, I started to notice that really like social media content was the way to go. I was doing it as a way to- promote my writing, but it turned mm -hmm. out to be like really the main event of it all. And I just kept going. And now here I am. Yeah. Okay. So I know part of, I don't know when you first did this. I think it was 2021. You did some Dermangies online, part of the short form video you do and the content you do. You do the Oscars of skincare. How did that come about? And where are we in the 2023 Dermangie process right now? Oh my God. You hit the nail right on the head. I started doing it in 2021. So you'll notice that a lot of skincare or beauty content creators do like an end of the year favorites type of thing. And, you know, I did that in 2020. I just, you know, I'm on shop my shelf. I put up my little shelf of my like 2020 favorites, but I was like, okay, how can we make this more fun and campy? <laughs> and I think so much of my content is like humor based. So I think that when I'm left to my own devices, things just get like more and more ridiculous. So I was like, okay, it's going to be an entire award show. I'm going to tie in a giveaway. And each year it's gotten bigger and bigger. It's funny to me because my followers will be commenting on my posts like, when are the Dermangies? When are the Dermangies coming? So Right now, for 2023, we're in a voting process for the Dermangies. In the past, okay, I've given out the like I've named the nominees myself, and I chose the winners based on a little <laughs> bit of like follower feedback and what I felt. I do say it's not that serious of an award show, so 
The nominees are based on new products that I, I tried this year. They don't necessarily have to be new, but new to me. Okay. But this year, we're making it a little bit more interesting because there is a voting process. So my following is choosing the winners. For those who would like to vote for the Dermangies, you could go to at Dermangelo on Instagram, go to the link in my bio, and you'll find your official ballot there. And He's making it democratic, people. Listen to this. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> and <That's good. laughs> and um, now, if you do vote on this ballot, you'll be entered to win a giveaway. I'm giving out 10 skincare prizes. So we'll see you there. I don't know exactly when the ceremony is going to be, but it'll be before the end of the year. And I really wish all of the nominees the best of luck. I'm already picturing like the step and repeat, like what color carpet do we have? We actually had a makeup artist on who explained to us why that red carpet is the most flattering, just in case you're considering carpet colors. That there's a nice warmth that it reflects back on the skin that makes her job easier. But when there's like a blue carpet, I forget, it was like the Independent Spirit Award. She was like, oh, all my clients looked horrible. So if you're going to do a carpet, may I recommend red or pink? There definitely will be a virtual carpet, and I will keep that in mind. Okay. For your consideration, Angelo. <laughs> exactly. I don't want any of my nominees looking washed out, seeing as they're all, like, actual skincare products, so. <laughs> exactly. I want to talk about skincare products, too, but before we do that, we still have to—I have to get into just a little bit more about, as you brought some of your content online as an expert, clearly— a lot of other people are bringing their skincare content to TikTok, to Reels, to wherever everybody else is these days. And what are your general thoughts on the way skincare is presented in social media? Are you happy with where it is right now? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm happier than I was in the past just because there are so many experts taking part now. My fellow dermatologists, uh, cosmetic chemists, and formulators, estheticians, but I think that there's still a lot of issues just by the way that the algorithms that run these platforms work. The most sensational content gets the most views and reaches the most people. Mm -hmm. And quite often the most sensational content is not necessarily the most accurate content. Initially, I used to get frustrated. I was like, I'm an expert and I'm putting in all this work aside from the work that I do on a day-to-day -day basis and these platforms, they're just promoting misinformation. But the way that I try to combat it is to take it kind of head on. A lot of my content is reaction-based, so I have no problem. People will say being a hater I'm not hating, I'm just telling the truth, and I will tell you about all of these skincare trends and whether or not they're really worth it. I think in a lot of ways we still need to be cautious because I found that even some of my colleagues could kind of fall prey to some of this stuff, because if it sounds good, you might go there. And I think that also... Not to throw stones at my fellow dermatologists, but not everybody's really well-versed in interpreting the literature, even though that's part of our job. So one example that I'll give you is this craze online about rosemary oil for hair growth. Have you heard about this? Of course. It's my job to watch the craziness unfurl online. But yes, good, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, there was one really, really small study that found that it was as effective as 2% minoxidil for uh, androgenic alopecia. So that's a very specific kind of hair loss. Normally in practice, I wouldn't say that that's information that you could really hang your hat on. I think they use like 30 people, which is very small for a trial. And also you have to take into account everybody's hair loss is a little bit different. So, you know, people just being like, oh, I'm losing my hair. I should try this. You don't know if you have androgenic alopecia unless you've been diagnosed. So that's number one. And number two, I don't think any of us really recommend 2% minoxidil to anybody. So that's the treatment that they were measuring it against. So I mean, why recommend that for people when there are better options out there? 
Is it that it's a higher percentage that you would be recommending of minoxidil? Yeah, typically, topically, we would use 5%. And it doesn't matter about the gender or sex of the patient. So it's a little bit problematic, honestly. Yeah. It's like, well, the other one, we actually talked about this offline, was Bacuchiol. There's like this one study, I think it was like 44 people because I double-checked, uh, showing that it was worked better on dark spots than retinol, which, yes, retinol and retinoids work on dark spots, but that's not their primary function usually. And it's this tiny study, and people love cherry-picking a study. People who haven't had statistics. I'm not saying, like, you don't know how to read a study internet at large. Of course I know you're all smart people, and you can read a study as well. But you have to, like, take all of these other factors into account, right? Like— how many people are in the study? Who sponsored the study? When did it come out? What were the parameters? And people love cherry-picking studies and making content about them. Yeah, I think what Bakuchiol has going for it is really marketing. So from that one study, it's been deemed this retinol alternative. And you have to look at, okay, they compared it against retinol. What about other retinoids? It was either comparable or not as good in some of the other parameters that they presented. It's often called like a natural retinol alternative. Retinol occurs naturally in nature, so that's... Meaningless. Meaningless. And then in addition to that, a lot of people have said, well, like, oh, Bacuchiol is pregnancy safe and retinol isn't. You don't know that. I think the thing with pregnancy safety is that since it's unethical to test these things on pregnant people, a lot of the concerns are based on theories and theoretical information. So we don't know for sure about the pregnancy safety of retinol. It's just that it is one of those things that you don't want to chance it. You don't want to risk it. So in my opinion, pregnant people probably shouldn't be using retinol. But Bacuchiol, there's no data showing that it's necessarily safe in pregnancy. So why are people being like, this is the pregnancy safe alternative? It's just that there hasn't been any concern raised. Everything, especially when it comes to something like pregnancy, it's like a cost-benefit analysis that you need to do with your own yeah. doctor. So I think that in some ways, like brands calling Bacuchiol like, oh, the pregnancy safe natural retinol alternative, that's ethically murky to me. Oh, that's where the pregnancy... I didn't realize that was part of the marketing message for some Bacuchiols, but I could see that a brand would do that. The thing is, if you're a pregnant person, what is that, nine, 10 months, maybe if you're able to breastfeed, that include that, that you're not using the skincare you're using, in general, like, it's not going to set you back. Like, you're going to look 10 years older because you stopped using anti-aging ingredients for that amount of time, Right. Yeah, I mean... It's like we're on this... We're all chasing... Like, I feel like we're all in a competition to look the youngest, and it's like, I can't set myself back one year because that'll then everybody's going to look younger than me, and I feel like it's hard to get off of that mindset of, like, comparing yourself to your peers of your same age. Yeah, I think that's part of it, but I also think that for a lot of people, your skin can change a lot during pregnancy, including, mm. you know, you could have worsening of acne, you could have melasma, so okay. I think... People Sorry, are, I was making it about me and aging, but of course, <laughs> acne and all the other, well, no, <laughs> the other I, skin concerns. I think that that definitely is a concern for a lot of people. They're like, oh, you know, I've had some patients come to me like, I've had my two kids, I'm done breastfeeding, and now I can't wait to get back to my Botox. I mean, like, that's a longer amount of time. And I'm like, I get it, I get it, but at the same time... yeah. I think that maybe we're a little bit too wrapped up in appearance sometimes, to your point. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with looking your age. Yeah. So you mentioned this, uh, the rosemary, as an example of, like, some of the misinformation that even sometimes experts can glom onto. What are some of the other trends that you see online with skincare content that give you pause? You know, there's some that are really not harmless, but they're not necessarily as pernicious. Like recently I've been talking about people who get online and say, everybody should be double cleansing. If you're not double cleansing, like you're not cleansing your skin right. Based on what? If you look at the data, there's like basically nothing there. It just shows that potentially oil cleansing is better at removing water resistant products. 
And beyond that, you got nothing. Another one that I see is people talking about diet and acne. And that's another one where it's like, depending on what you look at with the data, you could get different answers. And the unfortunate truth is that we don't have any generalizable information that we could give people. So in general, I don't recommend dietary changes as a approach to treating acne for my patients. I, I don't think the, the data's there, but you'll have people online saying, oh, well, like if you if you eat this kind of milk product, then you're you're giving yourself acne, which is irresponsible in my opinion. I think another one that I'm seeing that I really hate recently is, and this <laughs> isn't for people's health, but really for the environment, like, oh, you should be drying your face with like paper towels or specific disposable face towels after cleansing. Why, why do they want to do that? It's concerns about bacteria or fungi that could be growing on towels, to which I say, you have more microbial cells on and in your body than you do your own cells. And there's never been any data showing that using a towel is leading to worsening of acne or any other skin condition. So really all you're yeah. doing is creating more trash. Yeah. I mean, unless you have like an open wound. <laughs> yeah. It's like your towels should be clean, obviously, but it's like if you're using a clean towel that's not crusty, I think you're yeah. good. <laughs> if it smells funky, put it in the wash. I feel like that would be a good rule of thumb for your towels, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And I mean, not to like always harp on acne, but I think it just kind of hits home for me because I suffered with really severe acne in my teens and 20s. And this was at a time when I couldn't just go online and find an expert to tell me things. So it's like, I fell prey to a lot of this stuff too. And as somebody who's treated thousands of people with acne at this point, there is something, I think, an undertone within how people treat it in our society that basically blames the person suffering with the acne for having acne at all. It's what you're eating. It's how you wash your face. It's because you're dirty. You don't drink enough Please water. Please see obesity. Like, same exactly. thing. Even, like, teeth. If someone has... Americans and their teeth, like they're, everybody expects everyone to have straight teeth. Like that's just not how teeth grow. I don't, yeah, yeah. sorry, now I'm ranting. <laughs> no, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to treat your acne. I think the issue is treating it like it's some sort of moral failing when it really is yeah. a medical condition. And I think it's really no wonder that people who have acne are more likely to, you know, suffer from depression or thoughts of suicide. It's a correlation. We can't prove a causative factor there, but I definitely think that the way that society treats people who have chronic inflammatory skin diseases really is detrimental to their mental health too. Yeah, and there's such a link there, absolutely. I'm wondering, you mentioned that you are often reacting in some of your content to the other things that you see online. When you do like a reaction video, are you, I've always wondered this, are you doing it in real time? Like you're watching it when we're watching it for the first time? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes I previewed a little bit to, to see if there's any teaching points there. So it's like, I'll okay, watch before a few you seconds. turn on the recorder. Yeah. 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 And I'll see what there is there because sometimes, I mean, there's nothing for me to say. But yeah, like I try to get a true reaction to things. I was going to say you're an amazing actor if you have already watched it multiple, multiple times and like plotted out your marks because because your reactions are delightful. Thank you. No, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I think with some of the content that I put out there, a lot of preparation goes into it if I'm presenting very intricate or like well-researched topics and I'm just like talking about them. But for a lot of the reaction videos, I think after a certain point of seeing so many patients in my day job and then also doing social media, it's like I have a speech prepared for like everything and can just off the cuff give you teaching points based on what I'm seeing. Whether it's, you know, somebody yeah. popping a pimple or overly harsh skincare routine, it's like, I got you. Like, this is not my first rodeo. 
I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Obviously, in the tools in a doctor's kit, besides all of the medicines and advice you can give, there's obviously some of the teachable moments that you probably have your whole block of teachable moments. Let me pick this one out and I'll give my don't pick your pimple speech. And now I'll give my don't overuse your retinoid speech. So yeah, of course, this makes me want to go to dermatologists more for their content than, than other people, I think. I want to get into skincare a little bit because I feel like not all dermatologists are as well-versed in the topical products that are available to people as you are. Before we get into that, can you tell me why is that? Why do some derms, when I interview them, they just don't know about what's available on the shelves? That's a great question. I think that a lot of it has to do with differences in residency training and then also different approaches when it comes to industry. So I did my training at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and our program director and chair had a kind of open approach when it came to industry talking to us when we were residents. So that included skincare companies, drug companies, and the benefits of that, I think, are great. So we always had samples to give our patients. Sometimes we were treating patients with like serious chronic conditions like psoriasis with like drug samples that we were getting from drug companies because the patients couldn't afford it. However, also part of that, which I really took with me was being able to interface with these industry professionals and know how to have productive relationships, but also how to evaluate the data that they were presenting to us and not getting sucked in by it and being able to kind of remain unbiased or as unbiased as we can be. Because I think some people come out of training where there are programs where they're like, you're not allowed to talk to industry at all. You can't give samples to your patients. How dare you talk to this or that person? And then when you come out of training, it's like, all of that's there. So you need to know how to form those relationships. I also think that for me, I come out of a line of dermatologists where I trained, where giving patients advice about skincare and their habits and what they need to do in their everyday life is as important as what medication regimen you're putting them on, because these things can really make a difference in skin diseases. So... I learned a lot about consumer products from the very beginning because I needed to know what to recommend to people. They're not going to get better just on prescriptions alone. And then I think when it comes to other derms who maybe don't know that much about consumer products, it's maybe they're not interested in it. Or for some people, yeah. their practice doesn't include a lot of counseling about skincare based on what their specialty is. Right. In my head, I'm like, everybody's a cosmetic dermatologist. Obviously, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, no. And in a way, almost, I feel like people who do medical dermatology probably know more about skincare than people who do cosmetics because they're the ones dealing with patients from all walks of life that are going to need a great moisturizer, a great body cleanser, mm -hmm. a great face wash, and they're not going to be necessarily selling it in their office. So they're going to need to know what's out there and what people can get and afford. Oh, right. They don't have like their elastin line because they're a cosmetic derm practice. So they need to know the drugstore shelves and what's on them to recommend. Yeah. I would say also a lot of us work with industry. So I do consulting within the skincare space and I sit on some advisory boards. So it is an interest of mine and I just keep learning more and more. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allomoves is the award-winning, on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. 
Alamoves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Alamoves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You clearly like skincare and like the world of it. It's So it's it's probably an, an interest outside of work, I imagine. I mean, you must have a nice skincare routine, no? I do. It's just that it changes all the time because I'm constantly testing out new products for my audience. Isn't this what you tell us not to do? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there are certain things that I will stick to. Like, I'm always, always going to be using a retinoid. I'm always going to be wearing sunscreen. Pause. Wait. Pause on the retinoid. Why is everybody so obsessed with retinoids? Personally, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't use one because every time I've tried to retinize my skin, it just backfires and it doesn't like me. And I just find so many people just feel like they must be using a retinoid. What's going on there? 
we just have the most data to support their use for photo aging. That's what it is, really. And I mean, it can be used for a lot of other conditions. So it definitely obviously has action in acne, in pigmentary disorders, and a lot of other things that need to have like normalization of skin cell turnover. So for me, I love how earlier I was like, oh, like there's nothing wrong with looking your age. I I am <laughs> I am an anti-aging person. I think there's yeah. there's something I was about to be like, there's something seriously wrong up here. I think it was impressed on me from a very young age that I always looked very young for my age and I've just kind of kept that going. Even though when I was younger, it was kind of an issue. Doogie Howser style. Oh my God. So many people have said that to me. So many people have said that. One time I was a medical student in my 20s on pediatrics rotation and I got stopped by a nurse because she thought I was a patient. Jeremy Angelo, I'm sorry. I do. Th- you know what I think, by the way? I You with blonde hair, it lends a gravitas in a way. I don't know if that was purposeful. Why did you dye your hair? I'm curious. I just get bored very easily. So for the last few years, I've changed my hair maybe like every six months. This is the third time okay. that I've really gone blonde in like the last five, six years. But I've been calling this the Germangelo Eras Tour. So like this is a different <laughs> hair era. Okay. It suits you. It suits you. But it also gives you, because like in certain light, I think it reads silver and I'm just like, oh, he's ageless. We can't tell what age he is, which is not a bad thing, right? Unless you're passing into that uncanny valley. Yes. (laughs) I know the valley of which you speak. I think filler is more the issue there with the uncanny valley. Personally, I don't know. That's when people start to get a little bit like, is it a robot? Is it a real person? Sometimes. Yeah. So it's funny. One of the things that I, as a cosmetic derm, tell a lot of my patients You know, a lot of people will come to me being like, hey, I want to do this procedure, but I don't want to look like XYZ person. I don't want that plastic surgery look. And what I always tell them is that it actually, it takes a lot to get to that point. And it takes a lot of people not telling you no. So one of the things that I tell people is that you don't realize when you're seeing good work. Yeah, That's why I feel like more people should be open about what they get done because all of the people you're comparing yourself to online, all right, fine, I don't know for sure, but they're getting procedures done. They're probably getting surgery done, all these things. And if they're out here telling you they use olive oil, it makes everybody else feel bad, like they're falling behind some, you know? Yeah, I think, speaking of olive oil. (laughs) Go on. Yeah, obviously a few years ago, that was like a big uproar with like Jennifer Lopez, which it's like, I don't know what she's having done, but this is somebody who's also gone on record saying she doesn't drink alcohol. She has a very strict diet. She exercises all the damn time for an average person who needs to hold down a nine to five and their job isn't being this apex predator, performer, dancer, singer, actress you can't do all of those things, whether it's procedures or the other resources at their disposal. So, I mean, don't feel bad about yourself and don't feel bad about doing a little something extra, getting a tweakment or even something simple like indulging in skincare and using something like a retinoid or going to your doctor to get a prescription for something like that. It's like, if it makes you feel good, who the hell cares? Preach. I agree. I took us off topic there. Back to your retinoid. So do you use a prescription one? I do. Yeah, I use tretinoin. Cream or gel? What percentage? Just kidding. It's very personal. We don't need to get into that. (laughs) I I will tell you, I do have a favorite tretinoin formula. I'm not on it currently, but it's one called Altrino. It's a 0.05% tretinoin lotion. I think the vehicle is just beautiful. It's very non-irritating, but I digress. It doesn't really matter because tretinoin itself has uh, the best data when it comes to anti-aging. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of what we think about retinoids actually comes from studies on tretinoin and then basically gets extrapolated from there. So yeah, 
even a lot of the advice that you hear online, I think is second or third degree, and people don't realize that. That the advice they're giving is based on the prescription strength, tretinoin, not, there's so many retinoids over the counter, not, they're not even over the counter drugs, they're just ingredients, retinal, retinol, retinal palmitate, and they, you can't say that they're going to work the same as the prescription. Is that what you're You can't. Yeah, you can't. And I think that sometimes you need to look at, did they do a small trial or a a study on that exact consumer product? I think you get into this with devices a lot too. Sorry if I'm going on a tangent, but this is something I think about all the time. Tell me. Okay. So have you heard of the solar wave? Oh, the little wand that you move around with, I believe, red LED light? Yeah, so it has red and blue LEDs. I believe it has, like, on the order of five or ten of them. And if you go on their website, they talk about, you know, the benefits of red and blue light, and they link you out to studies about red and blue light when used in phototherapy units, which are things that, like, we would have in the office. Like, the amount of light in these machines is crazy. It's legitimately blinding like people need to have special goggles to go in these units because it's very strong light so to say hey this is really good for anti-aging or for acne and extrapolate that down to an inch long strip of leds that isn't even shining on your skin for more than a few seconds how is that legal I feel like that shouldn't be legal and you know if you look through their site they don't really have any studies that they did They're cleared by the FDA, I believe, but they are not medical devices. Hence, their marketing just has to adhere to cosmetic, if it adheres to cosmetic claims only, meaning like it doesn't affect, you know, the disease of your skin or change your skin. And just, you just look at the wording closely, everybody is what I'm saying. Like the way they word it, they say just this side of being legally acceptable. And I think you're right that you have to look really carefully at what you're buying. Yeah. I feel like I'm that meme of that guy with all the stuff on the... always sunny like you know he's got like the the <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i feel like i'm that meme it's right charlie now. i think it's charlie, charlie. Yes. yeah but i don't want to tell people like oh you need to be distrustful of the industry i think that there are a lot of companies out there that are trying to do the right thing and are trying to deliver yeah. results to people but i also think that sometimes there are certain things that You need to remember this is a business and they want to, in some ways, do things as cheaply as possible sometimes while creating a marketable product. And that also means that sometimes even if you're trying to make something that's effective, you are limited in a way financially by, you know, taking it out there, testing it and proving it. Mm -hmm. I think there are some brands that do this well, and they're like, okay, we'll do a split face study for our cosmetic product. So could be a retinoid, but even though it's not a prescription, we're going to take it out there and try to get some data on it. I think that that's absolutely commendable, but I think that sometimes, I don't know, you really got to, well, I mean, you don't have to necessarily like pick everything apart. Like, hey, I just like this product and I want to use it because it makes me feel good. Great. Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking for results, I would say, like, if it's in your power to go to a derm, do it. And be a little discerning. Like, don't just spend your money anywhere because you don't want to be wasting it. Yeah, I know. I know how you feel about devices in general. All right, move us away from devices into you personally before we wrap up here. So you use a prescription retinoid. What's in the Dermangelo routine these days? Like, what are you liking right now, skincare-wise? Skincare-wise. Okay. So let's talk about some Dermangius nominees. <laughs> That's, I mean, basically, yeah. yeah. Do we get a little, pre- I mean, by the time this comes out, you'll probably have already told us. But yes, what's what's in the, what are the nominees? So a good cleanser that I discovered this year was from Rock. They came out with a, I think it's a Barrier Renew range. And they have a really solid cleanser in there that I found myself reaching for over and over again. It's funny, sometimes with cleansers, it's just like, talking about the skin barrier, it's not the sexiest, most exciting thing, but like I kept reaching for it because it's a good cleanser. And I was like, okay, this gets the job done. It doesn't strip my skin. So that's one that I've been liking. Currently, I'm doing a little test. I'm I'm doing a mini brand review. This is something that I do on my channel from time to time, but 
I spent my own money to get a little routine of La Mer. Okay. Which are you comparing it to anything? No, I'm just <laughs> to nothing. I'm, I'm taking it on its own merit just and being like, is it seeing good? Seeing where it takes you. Yeah. I think it's called facial facial treatment essence lotion. Okay. I, I'm really liking it. And I was like, I didn't think I would, but it's nice. It's one of those brands that you're like, does it live up to the hype? I have always loved that line. I do think it's pricey for what it is. However, if it works and you like it and makes you feel good, and also you feel fabulous when you open up that big old glass jar or serum bottle, there's no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think where I vary maybe with a lot of the social media terms, it's like, I will use expensive products. They're not necessarily better than anything that you could get at the drugstore, but if you like it, why that, not? See, that's a really good distinction because when people ask me, does it work? I'm always like, most of it will work in a way that is, you have to, what does it work for you? If you enjoy using it and you love spending your money on that rather than like a Birkin bag, instead you have this gorgeous skincare routine, it makes you happy. You're not getting, like, they're not pulling the fleece over your eyes. Like you're benefiting, right? You're happy. And I just feel like everybody's always like, are they out to get me? <laughs> Big beauty industrial complex. And I'm like, you're enjoying it. The same, like when you buy a shirt or sweater, you're not like, could I have gotten this cheaper? Like you don't go in to Hermes and buy something and say, could have gotten this at Forever 21, you know? <laughs> like the dupes. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's funny because in beauty, we, dupe culture is so prevalent. And I mean, yes, it's still there in fashion, but it's just different. People treat it very differently. So I hear you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I definitely think that this whole concept of is it worth it is very big on social media when it comes to skincare and beauty. And I kind of hate it. There's a lot of content like, I'm going to tell you if these products are worth it with a yes or a no. I think worth it depends on you. What is your budget? What can you afford? Because these really expensive, nice products, it's like, if you don't have the money to spend on that, then it's probably not worth it for you. But for other people, it might be. Even cheaper stuff, it's like, yes, yeah, some of it is going to be frivolous or not the bare minimum that you need. But if it's something that works for you or that really makes a difference in your skin, then it can be worth it. So I feel like I can never give people a simple yes, no. There are very rare instances where I will tell people, like, don't buy this. I actually do have a series that I do on social called Save Your Money and there are certain things that I think are absolute crap, but for the most part, like most skincare products don't fall into that. Right. It depends on you. Okay. So you are using your essence from La Mer. You're using your rock cleanser. What about makeup, hair care, fragrance? What are some other favorites? I know you're a fragrance person. I'm going to tell you about like one of my favorite fragrances of all time, but this is going to be weird. Tell me. Okay. So it is from Diptyque, which, Okay. Fine. It's called Le like the other L apostrophe A U T R E, right? I am a person who doesn't really like sweat or smell, but this smells like if your sweat was created by a designer. So, like notes of they say they put over a hundred spices in it, but you're getting things like a little bit of pepper, a little bit of cumin, some like patchouli. It is a little bit like dank, but like it's something that I like to wear. Is it subtle dank? It's subtle dank. Yeah. Like it's something that I like. So it gives you sweaty dance floor vibes because you can't naturally make sweaty dance Ex floor vibes. Exactly. So like, I'm like, if I'm going out <laughs> dancing, I'll wear that because it'll Ooh. smell. It's also quite floral too. So it makes you smell like you naturally smell good. I cannot, you've sold me. I want to try it. It's, it's like, I love a little bit of funk. I, I don't know. It never bothered me. Like, I want people to smell like people. I don't yeah. like ozonic, fresh, marine I, laundry. I want a little sweat. I get it. Yeah, I read from something from some perfumer once. I wish I could attribute this to somebody, but like that clean water smell thing comes from the molecule called like, it's like called carousel or something like that. It makes no sense because water doesn't smell like anything. 
Yeah. Well, there's like dewy facets, like a lily with a water on the lily petal dewy facet. Then there's like the marine ozonic salt with the sun facet. Like there's a million ways to do water in a fragrance, but some of them to me just end up smelling like your best friend's mom's guest bathroom. <laughs> like like the bath the, the beach themed bathroom with the seashells and the ship. I mean, maybe you've missed these episodes because we only rant quarterly about this, but it's that little beach glass stones that sit on the back of the toilet in the unused bathroom in suburbia. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know what you're talking about. Is that hard? It's like powdery and like also marine at the same. And it's just, yeah, it just smells so fake. And I like, you know what I mean? And and so it's not for me, but I'm excited about this diptyque fragrance. What else? I have another one that I love lately. So it's Maison Francis Kirk Dijon. It's called Grand Soir. I have not been familiar with his fragrances, but shout out to my sister who got me like a whole sampler of all of his stuff. And I've been like me through, they're beautiful, but that one really got me. That's like a really nice, I think like woody, aromatic, night out, like all of his stuff is genderless too. So that's like a, a scent I've been loving. And then I could go on about this forever. My new signature scent is Byredo 11th Hour. Oh, I have a bunch of Byredo, but I don't know 11th hour. What is it? What's the vibe? It's like peppery, sweet, but like has like a depth to it that I think is like one of those Mm. things that it's like, oh, it gives you like a little bit of spice, but almost like gourmand sweetness. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your, your fragrances. I do want to do the FM5 with you. If you've listened to the podcast, you know this is the speed round, just some easy questions. First up, what's the first beauty or grooming product you ever fell in love with? I mean, fell in love with. This is like the abusive ex. Or really enjoyed. I know, I made it very hyperbolic there, didn't I? I fell, <laughs> fell in love with, as a teen, the first thing that I used was St. Ives Apricot Scrub. And a lot of oh, my... Where did you put it? On your face? On my face. I have my mother to thank because the only reason I I had access to it was because of her. And let me just tell you, a lot of my comedic skincare content trashes St. Ives now. And it's because it left an indelible mark on me and on my skin. Yeah. If If we're looking at something that I really, really fell in love with and is great to this day, SkinCeutical CE Ferulic. I, I, there's there's nothing that I can say that hasn't been said. It is also a nominee in this year's Dermanges for the Holy Grail Award for Outstanding Achievement in Personal Care. (laughs) So. (laughs) I love it. I I support that nomination. It's it's an icon. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So who knows if it'll end up in the Hall of Fame or not. But I was going to say watch this space. Not this space, but. Go ahead and follow Watch me. You'll find your sp- at my Termangelo space. space. At Termangelo. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question. What's the best holiday gift you've ever received? This is going to be, you know what? It's always the thoughtful gift. So it's not necessarily something that's like super impressive. But I told my partner that I wanted a Nespresso machine for my office once. And he is the type of person that he researches stuff really well and he knows that I want to be environmentally friendly. So he bought me a compact espresso machine that doesn't use pods, so it's better for the environment and it will grind the espresso for you and make you a perfect cup of coffee without having to like pack the thing and grind the thing and do whatever and I use it at work. Wait, is it an espresso amazing. brand? It is I need not. this. It is by Philips. Oh, Philips. Okay. Like that make the Sonicare toothbrush. They do. And this thing is amazing. And it was just so thoughtful. Whenever I ask him for something, he'll always get me the most perfected version of it. I'm the type of person, like I make snap decisions. He's like, no, I'm going to learn everything there is to know about this and get a PhD in it. And then I buy you the gift. It's like you get love and consumer reports in one person. Love yeah, that for you. exactly. <laughs> okay, next question. What's the last thing you paid for? Like just whether it was breakfast today or like if we looked on your credit card statement or debit card, whatever, what's the very last thing you paid for? A haircut. Oh, 
Yeah. Where do you get your hair cut? I go to a barber shop called Maintained by Harari, which is a like queer owned chain of barber shops in New York. And they do a great job. My barber is named Maya. And you know how I said I was doing the Dermangelo Eras tour? She has been an integral part of the the whole thing. She keeps me looking great. And I think I made a promise to myself after I finished my residency that I was like, I'm never going to say, oh, I don't have time to get my hair cut. I don't have time for this or that. Because it's like, I think... Maybe this is true for everybody, but, like, as a guy with short hair, you need to stay on top of it. And if you feel like your hair is unkempt, you feel like, oh, I'm not confident, or at least I don't. So it's, like, I always really make it a point to stay looking, like, snatched. And she really does that for me. Maya's killing it. Looking great. Okay. Almost done here. Favorite snack? I'm really more of a salty, savory type person. So I'm the type that, like, I'll stand in front of my fridge and just, like, open a pickle jar and eat pickles. Or the classic is salt and vinegar potato chips. You can't tell me no. You can't tell me What about a pickle? Now they have the pickle potato chips, the dill pickle version. They're okay, but salt and vinegar remains undefeated, like a little little kettle cooked, a little that type of situation. You can't tell me that that, that's not the best potato chip flavor. Like Done. (laughs) I mean, I could. I have another favorite, but Uh, but uh, it's uh, high up there. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. We can argue about it. (laughs) I'll argue this offline. Nobody cares what I think. They care about Dermangelo. Okay. Last question. What do you need to get a good night's sleep? You can answer this any way you want. It could be a thing, a person, something in the house done, a temperature. I don't know. A Xanax. No. Uh. <laughs> well, we've got like melatonin as an answer to that one. So yeah, that's no. Tell me, is that melatonin maybe isn't the best for you based on the science. Hate to be that person. Xanax isn't either. But I think for me, I need like a nice, soft bed. I'm the type of person that... Mm. I want the room to be completely dark, quiet, and I can't do a weighted blanket, but I need some sort of heaviness on top of me. Mm-hmm. Like a good comforter. I want it to be all like cushy and great pillows. Recently, I stayed in a hotel where it was all flat and blah and whatever. And like, I felt the difference. You need good bedding. Good bedding. Okay. Excellent answer. Wow, this has been a delight. You made all my dreams come true. Can I get an invitation to the Derm Angie's next year? Just kidding, it's virtual, but who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? You know what? Maybe I'll do it. You're already getting the wheels turning for me, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's blow it up. Anyway, I loved talking to you. I hope our (laughs) listeners loved it too. Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a dream come true. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp. 
something we learned about on a recent episode, and all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.